Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of this very necessary, very important series we are calling Dealing with Past Experiences. So yesterday you got to get a bit of a taste of what we are going to be talking about over the next few episodes and you kind of know what to expect you know what the tempo is so in this second episode i wanted to touch on something i briefly touched on yesterday and today i want to talk about where are you coming from All of us are coming from somewhere and we are indeed on a journey going somewhere. This in itself is represented biologically through our own bodies. We have come from being infants, toddlers, we go to adolescence, teenagers and all the way up until we're adults and even up until the point we die it's a journey and in that same way that is exactly how life is organized we go through different experiences that teach us different things who we are today is as a result of the kind of information and the kind of environment we were exposed to while we were growing up. I'm sure you've come into environments, now that you're old, you come into environments where you converse with somebody, you want to understand their view of life and how they see things. But to your surprise, you say, how can a person think this way how can a person even see life this way why do they eat like this why do they talk like this why do they respond in this way when I say a certain thing why have they chosen to live their lives like this some people are clean freaks some people generally just don't care about their environment Some people are very, well, their speech is very seasoned when they speak to people. And some people just throw whatever word they feel like throwing in whatever moment. And this shows us that we all grow up in different backgrounds. If they were all the same, then we would literally be the same people. When I look at life, it's a whole formula. Either it's a formula to success, a formula to failure, a formula to depression, a formula to sickness, but there is a formula to everything that makes up life. So, what formula are we looking at? 
when we are talking about where are you coming from, we are operating from this place. We are assuming that you are listening to this podcast and maybe you have a certain view of life now and you don't really know when you acquired that belief. You have a certain way you act now and people don't really appreciate it but you wonder, maybe you don't even know like what is wrong with me? Why can't people appreciate the way that I've been made? Why can't people just accept me? So, what we want to do is we want to go back in time and get to see when is the time that you conceived this ideology? When did you start believing in what you believe in now? Why do you believe in what you believe in now? Can we change your situation? Looking at where you are right now. Maybe you don't believe in love anymore. You don't believe that you can get a job. You don't believe that you can get rid of the desire to commit suicide. You don't believe that you can ever become a better person, maybe because you've hurt other people emotionally. Can we really go back in time and deal with these experiences? And does our past really have an effect on who we are today? Because why are they differentiated? Why is one called the past and the other one called the present? if the past is going to contribute to what the present is? Why are they so disjointed? Yet it looks like where I am coming from is playing a very big part in where I am today. <laughs> this is a very serious topic. Right now we have people that are incapable of loving. People incapable of showing affection. People incapable of believing in themselves. People that are anxious. People that are scared. People that are depressed. How do we deal with the current issue? Can advice help? If I'm going to counsel, what level do I need to get to in this counseling? Sometimes what we don't understand is you can never get gold that is 80 meters deep, yet your tool can only go 20 meters. You cannot simply expect that everybody you advise and you encourage that, oh no, you're fine, everything is going to be okay. Some people's issues are much deeper than that. We need to really investigate 
why they are in this place. The things that we think are the problems, 90% of the time they're not even the problems. So we think we're solving a problem, yet what we're only dealing with is the result. When you want a child to pass in school, you don't just wait for the result. You don't tell them, go write the exam, I'll look at the result and then I'll give you advice. No. No, 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 no. We have to go back. We have to start in the textbook. Because the kind of relationship they can build with the information that is in the textbook will determine the result of today. What is in the textbook? <laughs> what is in the textbook? Do you understand your life? Do you know where you're coming from? The information that you were fed by your mother or your father when you were growing up. How relevant is that information to your situation right now? How has it contributed to who you are today? Knowing your source problem or, or the source of your crisis is the first step to solving that crisis. How do you fix a problem that you're not even aware of? Looking at mental health right now, if you listen to the last episode, you heard Tapio saying, people think you're lazy. You're going through a very, very tough time mentally, spiritually, emotionally, but people think you are lazy. They don't understand what you're going through. They think you are lazy. So that's a problem there. Because we can never deal with the source if we are too busy confining our understanding to what society believes. Identification of your problem is very important. You find that with these detectives when they find that a criminal ha when when there's a suspect for a criminal what they do is they go back to the crime scene the mystery is never solved at the police station. The police station is never going to give you enough leads. The first thing you have to do is to go back to the crime scene. We need to take a look at evidence. We need to take samples. We need to know what actually happened. For you to be called a criminal, what is the crime that you committed? Where was the crime committed? Why was it committed? Hmm. 
One thing I find interesting is that you find that criminals will always want to hide evidence. They don't want to get caught. They don't want to become exposed. So they destroy evidence. How ironic is this? Because most of us that have been through an experience, we have chosen to live life and to convince ourselves that nothing ever happened. We have chosen to completely disregard where we are coming from. So now we have destroyed the evidence and we are trying to hide our experiences from people. And all people can see is the result. But the result is never going to help us solve the mystery. The reason why, save there was a murder, the reason why the family of the deceased would want to know what really happened is because they are looking for closure. Brothers, sisters, friends, hear me today. Your situation is never going to be solved if you do not confront it. If you, not, if you do not go back to the time when you conceived that ideology. If you cannot go back and deal with that moment, then you will never have closure. You will never be able to move on. One may say, ah, but Tafara, you know, how about me? I've managed to go to school. I've managed to do A, B, C, D. But I promise you that person is lying. As long as a door is open, it is either easy access in or it's easy access out. So if you do not close the door on your experiences and deal with them and lock them and not let them define you, but let that just be a memory of where you came from. If you do not deal with that, then there will always be an open door for past memories and past experiences to come and haunt you. You can't tell me you have moved on. You are lying. I am willing to bet on that. You are lying. I can be very patient with you. Let's wait a month. Two. Three. All the way maybe even up to ten years. You find that this experience will haunt you. <laughs> Guys, <sighs> so now what has this person been doing over all these years? I believe that some of the choices we think we are making, we are not making them at all actually. Experiences not dealt with can determine 
what you think you like and what you don't think you like about your life. If you don't deal with an insecurity about yourself that came about from maybe when you were young, that insecurity can choose your job. It can choose your husband, your wife. It can choose what you eat, what you drink, where you sleep, where you live. That one experience that you don't deal with. It can contribute to your own children's mental health. We need to start taking where we are coming from seriously. Your mother told you you would never be successful. How did you take that? You were bullied when you were in high school, primary school. How did you take that? You have been rejected so many times. In relationships and in friendships. How did you take that? You have received judgment in the church. The one place you thought you could find yourself. Yet you have experienced the most pain ever. How did you deal with that? Did you deal with it? Here's something I've observed about heartbreak. According to studies, when one experiences heartbreak, the brain actually sends signals to the body. The brain thinks that the body is actually undergoing physical pain. The pain you would feel when you were run over by a car is the same pain you will feel when your heart is broken. But here is something. One thing I've noticed about a lot of people that undergo breakups is that they are quick to try and declare themselves fine and move on to the next person. But I will ask you this. If you were run over by a car today, would you get up a few minutes later and you start walking again? A two-ton car, 2,000 kgs, runs over your leg. Not your foot, your leg. And it breaks into pieces, into fragments. Maybe it's a fracture. Can you immediately walk? Because the same signals that your brain sends during that kind of an experience are the same signals that it sends when you're undergoing a heartbreak. What makes you think that some beers are going to solve that? Because if you break your leg, beers are not going to help heal that leg. What makes you think that forgetting your night after a night out at the club is enough to heal from a heartbreak. And what makes you think that finding somebody else so quickly will help fill that void? 
the leg has to heal before it can walk before it can walk again you have to give yourself time to heal before you walk into another relationship and today i don't want to keep you for too long but guys i just want to encourage you to really consider where you are coming from investigate the source of your misery once you know where your pain is coming from once you know where your suffering is coming from we'll take it up from there because that is how we deal with the problem we need evidence we need to go to the crime scene we need to see where the crime was committed we need to know when your mother or father told you you were never going to make it where you suffered so much abuse where you were broken where you felt like you were not enough we need to revisit those crime scenes and extract the evidence so that we can deal with those problems but one thing that i noticed about the crime scene is that the crime scene is not only to convict but it can also be to free the only way we can free you from some of these experiences is if we can go back and prove that you are not the problem Maybe the person you dated was just simply not the right one. Maybe that marriage wasn't for you. Maybe your parents said harsh things to you because they were going through a hard time financially. We need to revisit these experiences. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that you will find a skeleton in the closet. What you may find there may be a coat to keep you warm, to take you out of your misery, to keep you from feeling like you are cold and that you are alone. You are not alone in dealing with this experience. You are not alone in this We are here with you. Yes, even as the real you, we are here with you and for you. That that is why we are behind this mic and that is why we are speaking to you. We want to stand up to our fears. We want to stand up to our fears and we want to choose who we are. It is our choice. Faith and fear have one thing in common. They all require you to believe in the unseen. Are you going to bet on yourself? Or are you going to bet against yourself? If you want to stop a river from flowing, if you want to stop the water from coming, 
you don't deal with the water at the end of the river. You deal with the source. As we end this podcast, I just want to encourage you to revisit your source. Because your source is where you are drawing that strength or that weakness from. Make sure you live your life to the first. And as we close this podcast, make sure you enjoy the good music to follow.
gonna send a bird, gonna drown a This is brave, this is bruised, this is who I'm meant to be, this is me. Yeah.